Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions family of ministries and services. Hey there, friends. New week, new blessings, new opportunities to serve. I sure hope that this week you feel you are walking closely with the Lord in your mission service as an Adventist cross-cultural missions enthusiast. Today we are going to continue with a very important topic. We started together with Cheryl Doss back all the way in episode 19. It's about family, particularly marriage, missionary marriage. We're eager to develop a conversation with you around marriage needs that arise in the mission field, as you know. And I'm glad to repeat, Cheryl Doss is the director of the Institute of World Mission. Cheryl's got extensive personal cross-cultural mission experience and not less extensive training in missionary care and support in regards to family and marriage issues. With that, Let's dive right in to today's interview. Cheryl, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you. Pleasure. Yes, in our previous interview, which we recorded not too long ago, Mm -hmm. we actually agreed to look deeper into various challenges that missionary Mm -hmm. families face in the field. And I, as you know, I'm very excited about this particular series of episodes in the the making. Mm -hmm. Today we have another opportunity to help our listeners to take further steps to healthy, striving, strong missionary families, Mm. particularly marriages. Mm. So we decided to discuss today what happens when one spouse is not happy and does not want to be in their host country. Mm. So what do you think? Is that an issue? How pervasive is it if it is? Well, I think you've got to see it on a spectrum. And there, there's many levels of commitment to a particular host country or to being in a particular place. And it, off, it can change over time. And it can switch between spouses over time if they stay. Uh, some with more or less commitment to being there. Um, I think initially one of the issues is uh, that no two people, even married Good, good marriages where you really are one flesh, but no two people are exactly alike. So the level of commitment to the mission field or to being there is not going to be exactly the same. Uh, even though both may want, wish to go initially, one may have more struggles with adaptation, more struggles with finding a suitable uh, job, uh, more struggles with uh, the community in which they live or the lifestyle that they have to live. And that can make it easier or harder to live in the place where they are or to adjust to the place where they are. Now, that doesn't mean maybe they want to leave exactly, but they're not quite as happy there. And what and I'm hearing from you is, is that we are all in one way or the other experiencing this. Yes, I would say we all experience it in some way of that unequalness of, of commitment to the place where we are. And like I say, it can be one spouse at one time and another spouse at another time. I think we just have to see this as a normal fluctuations of life. 
depending on what we have. Uh, and I can give you some examples of that. Sometimes some spouses will feel like they're kind of dragged to the mission field. They don't really want to go. They've got a good life and, and, and community around them. They're settled. Maybe they're leaving their families uh, children or parents or so on, and uh, and they're a little afraid of this big change in their life, so they really aren't really excited about it. Sometimes it, that initial uh, unequalness can be an unequalness of call. One feels really called to be a missionary. The other one has never really sensed their call to mission, mm-hmm. and we hear stories like that all the time at Mission Institute, where it somebody's been longing in their heart to be a missionary forever, one one partner, where the other one says, it never occurred to me that, I, that I'd ever go to the mission field. So that unequalness of call can, can either be dealt with earlier or later. It can happen sooner or later in a person's life. I, I've, we always say at Mission Institutes that, um, that when God calls a family, he doesn't call just one person to the mission field. He has a call for every member of the family, every spouse, uh, both spouses and and every child, and and sometimes it's just finding one's call or listening to God and hearing what God's calling you to, in that field that can make a difference in your sense of commitment and belonging where you are. So you would feel that there are also situations where um, they are already in the field, a mm-hmm. family, a couple. Let's talk mm-hmm. about couples. They are in the field. One wants to be there, and the other does not want to be there. How yes. uh, do How we see happen? those kinds? Of yes, we do that. I actually experienced that myself at one point, okay. where um, I I loved my life there. I I had two little b- children, and I loved having a cook and a nanny and a gardener in the care of these tiny little children. You know, had all this help, and my husband decides he wants to go back to the U.S. and study. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave. You know, I did not wish to go. I wanted to stay. I didn't, I, you know, and when I got back to the U.S. and I, I'm sitting there with bags of groceries and my two children in car seats and thinking, how am I going to get them and the groceries to the second floor apartment at Andrews University Housing I don't, without, a, without a gardener who will come and help me, you know, without a nanny who will take the kids. You know, it was like a whole lifestyle change that I was not prepared for. I want to say, oh, if I could just be back in Africa, you know, kind of thing. So that happens and because of different needs that different spouses have, career needs, children's needs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens in, in a long-serving parent uh, family where one parent is very concerned for the child at home who has had to leave the home, go away to school, and maybe they're struggling a bit, whereas the other parent is very involved in their career and feel like God has really called them to do the work that they're doing, and this can be a division of commitment to the place where they are. So there's many, many reasons, often uh, life cycle reasons or or, uh, career reasons or family reasons why one person may be happier there at a time than the other one is. Cheryl, we are tackling this problem yeah. from uh, the standpoint of a marriage. This is yes. why we're talking about mm-hmm. couples. So we will not be bringing children to the picture okay. very much. It's Except the, as they impact the marriage, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, the, the two, one mm-hmm. feels that he or she wants to stay, and mm-hmm. the other uh, really is deeply uncomfortable. Now, mm-hmm. how does this affect their marriage 
in the mission field? What happens with them? Well, it, I, you know, and, and that really depends, of course, on the, the, the kind of marriage they have and the kind of uh, coping strategies they've developed in their marriage. Uh, but I would have to say that per, perhaps especially for missionaries, there is a, an additional issue in that um, they often are extremely dependent upon each other because they really don't have a strong support system around them. Uh, you know, it, it, if you're living in your home country, you probably have family, at least within hailing distance, so to speak, you know, somebody you can contact or visit. There, there may be a, a much stronger uh, church community or work and friends. So you have, feel like you have a much stronger support system around the marriage. Whereas in the mission field, uh, today we have many many missionaries who who they're the it's only their spouse that they can speak to in their home heart language, you know they may speak the language of the country and can talk to other people, but to to actually thrash through my 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 inner issues with somebody in a language that isn't my heart language can be very difficult. So there isn't that kind of support system around the marriage where you can kind of talk to somebody and say. What do you think? And you, you're often reticent to talk to your parents who are going to say, oh, yeah, you just come home. You know, we'd love to have you back. So you yeah. can't really my talk to your family. My boy or my girl, yes. you know, just that, that's yeah. what parents that's always want to say. That's right. <laughs> uh, and if you talk to your work colleagues about your unhappiness in a place, you know, maybe let's just say from a wife's perspective. I really feel like we need to go home because we have an issue there that's, that's bothering me or because of my health or whatever, whatever is the issue. Career. You know, career, yeah. whatever. I really feel like I gotta. I, I want to go back home. My husband, Howard, is flourishing in his career. Now, I'm not going to go and talk to his, anybody in the mission about my desire to leave in, in, because it might hurt his career. I mean, you know, I might be very afraid mm. to do that. I don't want to hurt him and get the word, oh, he has an unhappy wife. So I'm, am I, if I just hide this, push it inside, then it will come out in some way. In the marriage, usually, it'll come out in my snippiness, or or my my depression, or my you know, or my un uh, inability to to be be kind to my husband, or to really enjoy our marriage together. You know, so these kinds of feelings pushed inside generally show up somewhere, oh, and this can and, really and, hard and the marriage. And they show up strong. Uh, yeah. A lot of areas uh, are yeah. affected in their yes. relationship, in yes. their daily lives, and so yeah. forth. So, especially for people who, who, whose spouse is not willing to hear the concerns. And this is a big issue. Um, oftentimes, if I'm not feeling happy about something uh, in the marriage or in our life, I just want to talk it out with my husband. I just want him to hear my concerns to say these are legitimate concerns. You know, let's let's just say I as a as a wife feel like I'm not utilizing my talents well. I want my husband to acknowledge that. To say I, I understand that this has been a career interruption for you. And that there I don't know how, what we can do about it here, but I understand that and I appreciate the sacrifice you're making for mission. That may be just enough to to relieve my sense of mm-hmm. Of unhappiness, you know. Yeah. I remember when um, when both of our children went away to boarding school. Now, for all those years in the mission field, I had homeschooled them. Uh, they were the center of my life. Now, I was doing some other teaching and 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 some other things, but 
th- that homeschool situation was what I did. This mm-hmm. was what I was paid for as a homeschooling mom, you know. So this is what I did. And we had a classroom all set up with desks for them, big, big, fancy desk my husband had made and everything. And uh, they both went away to boarding school. And then, you know, my routine was gone. And Basically, my focus the purpose was gone. of what you were yes. doing there. Now, it wasn't that I necessarily wanted to leave the mission field at the time, but I needed something to take that to take the place of that loss that I had had. And I remember telling my husband, "We need to redo the schoolroom for for my office, so that it looks, you know, on my sewing machine, and you know, I need my I that need that to be my my retreat place. It can't look like a." children's classroom anymore it, it, it just I just needed to do something physically to change the room and I wanted to get rid of this big desk he'd made that hurt his feelings <laughs> you know he had built this for the for it but he was gracious enough to understand my need for change here to repurpose my life to find a new direction um, because I'm going through kind of an empty nesting issue here it's a development which is a life cycle developmental stage I needed to do something. And so he graciously found another use for that desk down in another uh, office, and we, we put a, nice, a different desk in. And You know, I made this my little retreat, my, my own office and library area. And that was helpful because he was gracious to understand my need for change there. Thank you for sharing, um, mm-hmm. Cheryl. Now, looking at uh, what we've covered so far, yeah. Um, the problem is evident. We all experience a little or mm-hmm. more of mm-hmm. it. Sometimes it's uh, it's very bad, and uh, people are deeply unhappy. They're mm-hmm. not fulfilled. They they experience lots of uh, family problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like we said, it's a spectrum, right? Yes, uh, we we are all on some somewhere on the spectrum. Uh, uh, in terms of what we're talking about mm-hmm. now, what would you recommend? Let, let's take it step by step now, kind of mm-hmm. moving maybe towards some solutions. Okay. What would you recommend to the spouse who is more or less unhappy? So that the mm-hmm. unhappy side. The, the unhappy unsa- side of the, of the spouse. Well, um, as with anything, I, I think you start with yourself. In what, in what way? You start by asking yourself, what is the real issue here? What is the real issue? And, and ask the Lord to help you identify that real issue. Is the real issue here one of selfishness or one of, of um, competition or one of any other kind of self-centered thing? Or is the real issue here one that I'm really sensing something my spouse is not sensing? Something that really we need to deal with in another context. So um, I know one couple that were having a serious marital issue where the wife sensed that the husband was forming an emotional bond with another missionary. Woman. Another woman, yes. And she very wisely insisted against his objections that they take time off and go home and get the counseling they needed. She saw the real issue here was that they went. And so they actually were able to, to create a, a, a leave time in which they went and got the counseling they needed, and then they came back and served for many more years and are still happily married many, many years later. I'm very happy for these kind of uh, 
Stories with a happy ending. Yeah, yes. Um, sometimes it requires the unhappy spouse to s- just submit their unhappiness to the Lord and ask Him to cover their their um, their lack of need and help him, let Him help them find what purpose He has for them there in the field. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, you have to look at the other spouse. Awesome. Which we will. <laughs> yes. So, so that it, you know, I kind, I hope that every married, married couple will be able to communicate on this, uh, not to do it in the you know in the in the heat of the anger, so to speak, but actually to be able to talk about it at the feeling level with understanding and um, uh, good communication skills. You know, saying this is how I feel. The other spouse saying. Um, I understand how you you feel this way, and really getting down to the feeling level, uh, that com- that level of communication will often uh, help the couple together to come to a better solution for the for the unhappy spouse. Maybe there's counseling that's needed, uh, you know, professional counseling. Maybe it's a, a, the issue of having a, a, a social outlet, uh, a hobby. Uh, uh, a job, a better communication with the family at home, you know, better, more communication built in. Like I know one family that got a sat phone. They just couldn't have good, they got a sat phone. Another family, back. this is back in the day, uh, the husband purchased for the wife who was feeling very unsettled there, purchased the magic jack. Okay, What's and that? Magic Jack, this is old time, this is where, and then you could, got a phone number in your home country, okay. you could call anybody in your home country, you know, kind of uh, VoIP sort of thing. You know, so uh, sometimes those kind of solutions will relieve the, the lonely, maybe it could, may be driven by loneliness, or it may be driven by uh, another thing. Taking a class, that's another thing. When my, we re- did my classroom there for me, mm-hmm. Then I suddenly decide, oh, I'm going to go back to school and do some some video classes, which really helped me find a new purpose and ultimately a career. Why I'm talking to you, right? Well, I'm <laughs> happy know? that your children left and, <laughs> and and that you have had time to yeah. think about yeah. you know yeah. what to do next, and, yes. and the Lord has guided there. Now, mm-hmm. Cheryl, what about the other side? The other side, the person who. Uh, wants to stay, who is happy where they mm-hmm. are, uh, what should they understand in this situation? Yeah, see, this is where I think uh, Ephesians 5.21 is very important. It said, submit to one another. We have to sometimes submit our own desires to that of our spouse. And it can go both ways. It can be the the called spouse, so to speak, the one who has the call, or it can be the the accompanying spouse who maybe doesn't have quite the call, or it can be the other way around. In my case, what I told you, um, I had to go home. It was the called spouse that decided to leave, and it was the, you know, the accompanying spouse that wanted to stay, you know. But at that point, I had to say to myself, if if he needs to go, and he needs to do this, then my role is to empower him, to 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 submit. And it can go both ways there, husband to wife or wife to husband. But we're in this together. We're a unit. We're, a, we're one flesh here. We're, we're married. And what is most important here? Most important here is maintaining a strong, healthy, Christ-centered marriage 
And my spouse is my number one mission field. I'm very happy we are coming to this bottom line. Yeah. Our family then is more important than even this ministry in the mission field. So if the family requires, if the of the continuation of our happy mm. marriage requires for us to make a big change, even mm -hmm. going back to our home country, then this is what we have to do. This is what um, the the cold, as, yeah. you, as you say, spouse needs to understand. Now, this is very difficult to do. Um, have, you, have you seen examples where families would decide one way or the other, mm -hmm. and what were the consequences? Yes, um, and, and this is where I think we have to be very careful in how we make this decision. It can't just be a spur of the moment. can't just be based on emotion or anger or any other you know, trial. We must do this in a, in a very uh, thoughtful and, um, and helpful way. I think one always needs to look at, at ask the questions of, first of all, what does my, what does my family say about this because sometimes you can have a, a, a person who has a, a history of depression you know and is it, maybe is depressed again and is insisting on something and you know this is probably a passing thing you know that this is something this pressure may change in which case then the help is needed to lift the depression mm -hmm. and not just okay let's go go home so how does the family, the, the, the family around you, the, your children, your parents, everybody who's lived with this person, what would they recommend is, mm -hmm. is best to be? Let's listen to them. Secondly, let's listen to the, the, our, our own community. And we hope that every missionary family, I know it doesn't always happen, but we would hope that every missionary family would have some kind of support system that they have developed in the mission field on the ground in the host country and possibly in the home country. People who are praying for them, pe people who have been longtime friends, know their situation and want the best for them and for their mission. So listening to what they have to say. And of course, the most important thing is going to God's Word, mm -hmm. going to one's prayer partners, going to um, seeking the Holy Spirit's guidance as a couple on this situation. And I think seeking professional help may also be a part of this, you know, where you actually ask for a counselor or a, 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 a well-known pastor to talk with you. I remember in one case where I got a phone call with a, with a wife who said, I'm not going back to the mission field at the end of, end of their, uh, and uh, I think it was a furlough, it was an annual leave at the time, um, you know, and I can't go back because I feel so uncomfortable because of a certain relationship issue there on the field. So she was actually uh, saying, I just can't do this. And, um, and so I said to her, would you be willing to see a counselor and talk it through? Which she did. And she went back. And they finished out their, their term of service. And, you know, even, and true enough, the person that she had trouble with was a problem and eventually left their work and left their church and you know all the rest of it but in the end in the end she they were saved for service i've also seen the case where where a spouse uh, for example um, had a medical problem and there was medical care in the host country but they really and this was a very serious medical problem and they really needed to 
and felt the need of the family support. You know, it had possible terminal consequences. Outcomes, yeah. It, that, you know, and so then the calm spouse said, okay, we'll go home. We'll leave. Because that, my spouse's comfort with the health care they're getting is more important than whether that's equal in its effectiveness. You know, it's more important. So uh, we've also seen this happen with children, and we're not talking about children today, but where children become a factor, their, their well-being uh, becomes a factor in the decision whether to stay or to leave. Uh, and so often one spouse will feel that sooner than the other spouse will feel it. Mm -hmm. But then talking together, they make the decision. And that should that's the goal always, is can this be a shared, ultimately a shared decision? Cheryl, before I move to the last question mm -hmm. here, you mentioned that it's very important to seek support, either mm -hmm. psychological or pastoral. Mm -hmm. uh, the General Conference offers to yes. uh, international service employees, uh, at least, uh, mm -hmm. we know we have um, more missionaries listening, but at least to this particular mm -hmm. group, uh, this type of support. Mm -hmm. Could you just quickly uh, mention exactly what is available so that we yes. would uh, let uh, people know again? Mm -hmm. Every missionary who comes through a mission institute uh, meets Dr. Ann Hamill. And she is available. Um, we, we can help put... As a psychologist. As a, she is a psychologist. And she is, especially when there's a, a, a crisis or an ongoing problem, she's available for short-term counseling uh, by, by uh, Skype or Internet or work chat or any of the, the venues that, you know, possibilities. We also have a pastoral care couple, Ivanette and Ken Osborne, who are available for the pastoral care piece of it. They're willing to receive emails, to give advice, to pray with people, you know, and to support them through these kinds of decisions. And I know they're and very communicable very and very easily. open to really yes. uh, connect. And if you have, if anyone would have any trouble finding them, please contact us at IWM at gc.advance.org or online through work chat, workplace. We can provide contact information if people miss it. For those of those who have not met these caregivers, um, we we would welcome you also to contact us, and we would try to find to either put you in touch with one of them if you're serving overseas, or oftentimes there's a need to find somebody on the ground if it's a serious problem. Um, there are often missionary counselors in various parts of the world. Major missionary counseling centers in Nairobi, for example, in Chiang Mai. Uh, in 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 Abidjan in West Africa, that are run by evangelical uh, organizations that are interdenominational, and they have Christian counselors. And often we can find somebody close by, or or at least within uh, a short, you know, on the field, um, that can provide that support. And let me just mention one other thing. And this sometimes we don't recognize the need of respite care. And when I say respite care, I mean that means stepping back and taking the time to be refreshed and to think anew. And that can, there, there are some wonderful organizations that provide that online, or uh, so you can join it digitally, like uh, Velvet Ashes is one for women. There's respite care that is offered to missionaries in Europe every summer, for men 
There's one this fall uh, where a, a man can come to a retreat center so it's for a, a week. It's, a, it's, it's like a, a retreat with other missionary men. Okay. Where they there'll be some there'll be some spiritual input, refreshing. There'll be some. Um, um, you know, free time, of course, f- pleasure, you know, activities, and, and ability to see a pastoral counselor or, or a psychologist if one feels the need. And, 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 and oftentimes this can just happen by getting missionaries together and providing peer care. Mm-hmm. You know, talking out your issues with another missionary family who truly understands what you're going through can often relieve a lot of the pressure on the marriage no, no one person can provide all the emotional support we need. So creating that, that support with missionary friends can also be helpful. Sure. One last question mm-hmm. today is what would you recommend to the leadership team uh, uh, who are in charge of a family that are going through uh, a tumultuous time of deciding whether they want to be together, I mean, in, yeah. in this particular yes. post or not? Mm-hmm. I would say the the leadership team really needs to be sensitive to to finding the support they need. If they really want, not the easiest thing for leadership teams to do is say, "Okay, go PR. Just get rid of this problem." Okay, that often is not best for the mission of the church, and certainly not best for the family. And abrupt departure often is very hard. It's harder on the family than working through a process. So having a good process where I, I know in one case the family was sent to Andrews and they spent two or three days or almost of a week there, saw Dr. Ann numerous times, were saved to go back to the field. In another case, the family was count, was sent for counseling it back, and the decision was made to leave the field. So I think leadership teams should seek help from those caregivers and helpers that we have available. Advice. How can we handle this if it's a major issue? If it's minor, oftentimes it's just a matter of taking a break and letting the couple work it out together. Too often it's just an issue of overwork on the part of one, over-concern on the part of others. They haven't had a chance to stop and actually talk and reconnect and reaffirm their, their commitment to the mission service. Cheryl, thank you. Um, we are in the process of picking many more uh, okay. similar topics about uh, missionary couples, yes. their marriages. I'm really looking forward to many more of these. Well, thank you. To conclude, I'd like to mention that we now have several episodes where we specifically touch on marriage and family in the mission field. Those episodes are number 12, Is there a place in mission for the accompanying spouse? Number 16, a story of God's faithfulness in the time of transition. Number 19, are we as missionaries keeping our extended family relationships strong and healthy? And this current one, number 25, when one spouse is not happy and doesn't want to be in the host country. Friends, to make things very convenient for you, Today, a new featured theme page went live on our website. This page will have links to all these episodes, conveniently for you. It's easy to find, iwm.adventist.org forward slash family. One more time, iwm.adventist.org forward slash family. Just keep in mind, you will need to have a free IWM membership account created and be logged in to access this page. If you don't have one, you will be prompted to create one. Friends, 
Let's live another week for our dear Savior. Let's share His heart and His future with us, His people, far and wide. Perhaps a small part of this ministry, please find one or two people this week who possibly could be blessed by hearing the message of this episode. Help them get on with the tech needed to download and listen to podcast episodes. But beyond that, let's build this community together. My name is Alex O, and I can't wait to see you next week.